Welcome to the State of Wrestling, the Power Drive Report. I'm the Brooklyn Mauler. I'm here with my tag team partner, the big man. How are you doing today? I'm doing great, Brooklyn Mauler. Always a pleasure. Well, I just got one question for you, big man. Mm. Do you want to go big? <laughs> well, the world has gone big because the Biggie world, is the world champion. Biggie is the world champion. What is your thoughts on this? You know, I felt kind of disappointed for him because he cashed it in on an injured Bobby Lashley. They made a point of that. He almost lost the match to an injured Bobby Lashley. He came out with the victory and his celebration was very short. It went off the air. So I was hoping he'd get more um, when this did happen. Um, I will say when he runs out to the ring, and this was especially, I noticed it in his next appearance, and he's running around ringside, shaking people's hands. He reminds me of Hulk Hogan. And I know you could say, well, Big E isn't the equivalent of Hulkamania. But I mean, if Hulk Hogan was around today, it wouldn't have been the same as in 1984, right? It's a different time. But I, I really think he has that kind of, if it was Big E, the E stands for everybody, and we're all Big E, and if he wore like one color mostly that he got identified with, the way Stone Cold with the tights, the black, Hogan with the yellow and red, if he did something like that and always had that boom in his voice during his promos, the way Hogan always had power in his voice, I think it could be really special. Was that too shocking? Brooklyn Mahler, you there? So yeah, when Brook when when Big E opened up um Raw and he came out when um Rand when Randy Orton and um Bobby Lashley was in the ring. He said, "I'm going to, I'm going to cash it in my Money in the Bank briefcase tonight," <clears throat> and he did it on Twitter. You know, you talked about mm. 1985. This was no Twitter in 1985. No, <laughs> you know. So, um, you know, you, you kind of figured something was going to happen. Um, you know, and I thought I actually thought Randy Orton was going to win the title, and then he cashed it in on Randy Orton, and. Um, when it did, but I think the reception would have been bad if he did that because the people were so in Boston, they were so into Randy Orton at that at that time. So I think um, if he did it on Randy, they probably wouldn't wouldn't have been a, a, as excited um, for him. But the he got a good pop. Was it the pop or was it was it um, generated by WWE? Because they doing that, they was doing that a lot now. So. Was it the the pop real or when he won the belt or was it generated? Based on no evidence at all, I'm assuming it was real. Because when it's generated, I just feel like we can tell a little bit more. But I, I wouldn't be surprised if it was generated. There's no reason why they wouldn't use that. It's a good technique. It's not, I don't like it, but it makes sense. So where where do we go from here with 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 one Bobby 
Randy and with Biggie? Where do we go from here? It's a great mystery because with Bobby, we had a few things. We had Goldberg wanting revenge. We had the showdown with Omas. We had, there could have been more with Randy Orton. Um, so I don't know what happens to all of those things. And so as far as where does Bobby Lashley go? I don't know, but, um, you know, I, I think the fans really were getting behind him even more in the last few weeks. So I think is if he's on, I'm going to watch. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, um, do you think this will help Raw be, bring more excitement to the to the show now? Says big the, the title has changed. I mean, Bobby Lashley did a good job as as, as the as the champion. You know, um, he didn't do anything wrong. No, and if I think it'll if Big E is champion will help even more. I don't think so. I mean, it could be, and I, like I told you, I like the kind of Hulk Hogan vibe I get from him, but. With Bobby Lashley, it was just about circumstances. When you had him in the ring with Omos, there was nothing bigger than that. When you had him, when you had the idea that Randy Orton might beat him and become world champion again, that was enough to draw people, you know? So I think it's it can't just be Big E as world champion, let's all watch. He's already shown up on SmackDown. Like He did. Like what, is his title not? important enough that he wants to go and be face to face with Roman Reigns. Well, how did you feel? How would you feel when the guy who cashes it on you didn't even go for that? The guy that he's brown that he's on, he didn't go for Roman and both and Roman and was on the same brand. SmackDown, mm-hmm. he leaves um, raw. I'm sorry, leave SmackDown to go to raw to challenge him. Bobby's the weak link or something like that. Yeah, and MVP mentioned that during their face-off that same night before he lost the Bobby lost the title. And there's a few other ways they've made Bobby's title seem less important. You know, when Roman Reigns said to, was it Finn? Who did he? Who did he say to? You're good enough to be the WWE, the World Champion, but not the Universal Champion. I think that was Finn. Finn, right. Finn or Cena, one of those two. Um, mm-hmm. And then, of course, Big E showing up there. It kind of made Big E look a little weaker, didn't it? For a yes, moment. Yep. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I didn't like him showing up at first. Um, it was an event, and sometimes Raw can seem very uneventful. But it just felt like there were so many things. This was Bobby Lashley was now beginning to like you just saw all the possibilities because forever he was stuck with the drew mcintyre situation and then the xavier woods and kofi kingston situation which didn't have any real roots or promise but now omas randy orton um it just seemed like there could have been more and now that's stopped at least for now do you think it'll be a short reign for biggie or do you think the plan is let's see how far this goes I have no idea. Um, I, I mean, obviously, he showed up on SmackDown and said that he wanna. Um, he's challenging Roman Reigns at Survivor Series, mm-hmm. so obviously, um, 
obviously he's he there, there's no plan to take the belt off of him. Mm-hmm. Uh, right now he's challenging, but you know that can change. It changed the Survivor Series main event with Brand versus Brand has changed. You know a few times. You know one with Gender and Brock was going to go at it. They changed for AJ. Then the next year AJ was supposed to take on Brock again. And he lost it to Daniel Bryan, so we get a fresh match. So it it, it can change. You know, mm-hmm. and the title changed with um um for Drew to get to fight Roman last year. So it can change at the at a moment's notice. But that's a fresh match. I think they want to give you fresh matches. So It'll be good for both of them. It'll be good for both of them. Right. Um they just um at a house show I saw on YouTube, they had, I don't know if you saw this, but they had a triple threat match. And which could this is this is WrestleMania worthy. They had Biggie, Roman Reigns, and Bobby Lashley. Triple threat. Oh my! I did not know that. How was it? Uh, I just got the end. Mm. Guess uh, Bobby Lashley took the pen. <laughs> of course, of course. Um, Sadly, so, yeah, yeah, he took the pen. Um, and the guy that probably could beat up both of them, you know. Mm-hmm. But uh, mm-hmm. um, what I what I think ultimately is Big E. Um, he, he's genuinely liked in the back in backstage, and a lot of people was very, very, very happy for him, and he deserved it. Um, I just don't like the the juking and jiving and being acting like acting like a clown sometimes. I, I, I like him to be more serious. Him running around with the belt and you know I, that's not for me. I, mm-hmm. You know, I, I want the champion to be him to be a little bit more serious. Bobby was serious. You know, he was no joke. You know, I like my champions to be serious. I mean, John Cena sometimes is good, but it's it's comical than than to outrageous. And I think sometimes it's outrageous with him. Um, yeah. To be honest with you, I mean, the new day, all the new day characters are outrageous, except Woods. Woods is not that outlandish, but Kofi is, and so is Biggie. Um, <clears throat> that what makes them, you know, you know, a lot of people love them for their, their outlandishness. You get to being the, the world champion, the WWE champion, the universal champion. I think it should be take a little bit more of a serious tone and not be, you know, like uh, like almost a superhero, so to speak. <laughs> well said. That's a good comparison. It's apt. And right. certainly showing up back on SmackDown, you know, the way he did trying to challenge Roman like Roman, his title is so much more important, you know? Well, we know Roman is the A, number one. one. That's the reason why I say get rid of two titles. Just have one title, you know? I agree. You can keep the U.S. title. So, yeah, I think more or less the WWE shouldn't use more than... Three titles, so singles titles, so to speak. Um, the the world, the let's say the Universal Championship, the um, Intercontinental Championship, and let's say a U.S. title. They really don't need a U.S. title neither, because to be honest with you, the U.S. title is a WCW gimmick. Mm-hmm. Uh, so mm-hmm. I think you should just use the Intercontinental title, build that back up, because you know back in the days the Intercontinental Champion was next in line. For the WWE, for the WWF Championship, that's their um, historic title, the Pat right. Patterson title. Exactly, and you know everyone that 
won the U.S. title, I mean, won the Intercontinental Championship, went on to win the WWF Championship. Um, you know, everyone. You know, almost everyone. Yeah. Well, well, yeah, almost everyone. Starting with like Macho Man, but the ones that was was iconic Intercontinental Champion, the one that never won the championship, like the Honky Talk Man, iconic Intercontinental Champion, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. Mickey the Dragon Steamboat. And to your point, actually, Brooklyn Mahler, people who didn't win the world title but were Intercontinental Champions, when they would go to NWA or WCW, they would be main event people. Well, yeah. I I mean, you see that today, um, you know, in the territories back then. You've seen it back then. And you see it today, too, when you see um, individuals that's champion in Ring of Honor or Impact. You know, they, they they come to WWF or WWE, so to speak, and, you know, they're in the mid-card feud, mm-hmm. you know? so But not vice versa. Right. So you see the people that's in the mid-card feud, they go to AEW, and they're in the world title picture. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I agree. And, and the criticism about the titles, the world titles especially, it can even be cosmetic with me. I don't like how they look. They look like it's they just bedazzled the word W, the big W on them. Mm-hmm. They don't look like titles. Um, they don't look like they cost anything. <laughs> you like the wing eagle, right? The eagle. Yeah, I like gold. Yeah. I like the, the gold. Right, or the big NWA gold belt, the big belt. Rick yeah, they look like when Roman has it, it looks like he's carrying a giant Apple watch that's on the WWE network. You know, yeah. it's just they, they, but they had to change the design due to the fact, um, um, because remember they had to get the f out, so they had to change the design. Um, you know, matter of fact, they didn't have to change the design. They could, they could, if the wing eagle was still around, or the 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 big gold belt, do you think that was would have? You think it needed to be updated? In your opinion. No, no. The the winged eagle, I don't think any I don't think it's ever fallen out of favor because it's a beautiful belt. The Ric Flair belt, the the big one, the one that Piper called a giant piece of tin when <laughs> Flair showed up. Mm-hmm. Um that's it may not look as beautiful as the winged eagle, but everybody recognizes that belt, you know. Like when NWA says, oh, this is the 10 pounds of gold belt. People don't really recognize that unless they see an old picture of Harley Race wearing it. But everybody knows the Ric Flair belt. You know? No, right. That's a fact. I just um, don't like the way the new titles look. I just... No. To really think about it, the, it, they didn't have to make any changes to it, but you know, I see why a lot of people remember. A lot of people was angry about the universal title when it was that red belt, and they people didn't really like it at first. Um, you know, I mean, we, I mean, I guess people back in the days when the Bruno San Martino belt, I bet those individuals got mad at the Wing Eagle belt, right? It's possible, right? It's possible. But they were used to it. Used to it. You know, it was like the, from the WWWF days. Like, what's this WWF? I'm the WWWF. You know? Also, back then, you know, the idea that your belt looked more like a boxing championship belt, just something more believable, you know. 
That makes that makes a lot of sense. Which belt do you like the better, the the WCW, the NWA World Heavyweight Title, or the 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 WWF Wing Eagle? I feel like for me the NWA, the the Ric Flair title, because I'm always you're always looking for that part in the front where they have those jewels kind of in it. Mm-hmm. Um, the Winged Eagle belt, like you know what it looks like because it's not as gigantic. So whenever Flair came out with that title, I would always just try to see something new on the belt. My favorite belt of all time was when Jerry the King Lawler won the AWA kind of super heavyweight title when it was when he was a AWA world champion. That belt to me was the most amazing looking title, even to this day. Mm. Right, and I hear you. I mean, titles, I mean, did, did what about the first the NWA title, the Harley Race one? They Nothing special to me. I don't have any attachment to it. Um, yeah. Is that no. the same one Nick Aldis is holding now? Or no, I mean, it Trevor looks Murphy. like the same one. It's meant to look like the same one. It could be. It actually could be. But you know how whenever they show wrestlers, especially older wrestlers in their home, they have like 10 versions of the same belt. And like they would lose belts on the road and things like that. And then they'd be replaced. So I don't even know if there is an original one anymore. Right. I mean, um, so, I mean, so for SmackDown, I mean, for Raw, overall, what did you think of the show? I mean, it was heavily based around Big E cashing in the belt. I'm cashing in the money in the bank briefcase. I'm going to have to give it a thumbs up simply because we were both texting throughout and we each had an idea of what was going to happen. And you were right. Right. You said Biggie would win. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. I thought Horton would beat Lashley and then Biggie would cash in. And the minute Lashley, um, the minute Biggie stepped through the ropes, he'd be caught with a three, with a, with an RKO. And it would be kind of a shock ending. And like this crisis for Big E, will he ever be able to do it? But I think the fact that it kept us watching the entire time says a lot. What did you think of the match between Randy Orton and, and, and Randy Orton and um, Lashley? I was surprised. It kind of felt uncompetitive and it felt like an afterthought. You know, I thought I was happy for Lashley because I was afraid he would just get mowed over. But um. Yeah, there it was. Um, I'm even trying to piece it back together in my mind because, like I said, it just seems like an afterthought now. What did you think? Was it a good match? I thought it was a good match. I thought it was a good match. Um, they wasted it. I mean, I thought it could have been yeah. a quality match. Funny story, a funny thing was when um, um, Randy Orton, um, Arcado MVP outside, and then oh. Riddle laid right next to him. And that was <laughs> it was brilliant, uh, and, and um, he's injured from that. Apparently, MVP. Legitimately, um, I don't know. They said he has a rib injury and he'll be out for a while. Oh, so he must not. He's not going to be showing up on Raw this Monday night. Yeah. Wow. Because do you like the RK Bro thing? Yeah, yeah, I thought it was hilarious when he said, when Riddle in the beginning said to Biggie, Biggie, 
can you not do that? Cash it in if Randy wins, because he's my friend. Bill <laughs> <That was> <laughs> uh, is, is a cool guy, and he's very he's he's cool in in the sense of he knows what works, and so I don't think he'll let it get stale. Like he'll see that coming a mile away. Like if it's getting boring, he'll always try to add something to it. Right, right, definitely, definitely. When is that six man match? Is that tonight, or is it next Friday? The, the six man. So yeah, that is on Monday night. That's a, that is set up schedule for Monday Night Raw: the Bloodline versus the New Day. I know people. So, that's exciting, but I couldn't help. It's more exciting that Roman will be at Raw. I just couldn't help but think, man, I wish Lashley had the title another week because that would have been special. Um, well, the Hurt Business versus the Bloodline would have been crazy too. Well, what about, La well, since the Hurt Business is gone, what about Lashley and AJ and Omos? As a tag team? Yeah. Ooh. I mean, they could yeah. turn on each other and that I don't care who wins or loses, but that would be exciting. It would be. It but would I, think, be. I think Omos in the ring with Roman would steal the moment. Uh, I don't know if he's at that level yet, but obviously people got excited when him and Bobby got in the ring together. So he's getting there. Yeah. Um, what they're doing is working. It's, he's, get, he's getting there. So, um, so yeah, I, I think they keep on the path. Uh, and I actually think Omas could be a star, and yeah. and Karrion Cross is coming up, and I think he's going to be a star. <laughs> I, I mean, they they messed him up at the beginning, but he's going to be a star. Well, now um, he's now he's Malachi Black, right? right. So he's going to be a star. They're already doing the Archer of Infamy, um, Damian Priest. He hasn't lost. They building him up really strong. He's going to yeah. be a star. He's going to he's a star. So and then on the NXT front, they got um, you know, Rick Steiner's kid, Braun Breaker. He's gonna be already, a star. They're already using the name Braun again. Right. He's gonna yeah. He's gonna he's gonna be a star. They're gonna break bring him up quick, and he's gonna be a star. So we got some people coming up. Um, and the Edge guy, right? Oh, uh, Wayne Bloom's son. Yeah. Yeah. He's gonna be a star as well. They, they, well, I don't know yet. I gotta see how they build him. Well, they want him to be. So well, they we'll did. see he what did. happens. He did take the pen. I think um, if, if Scott Steiner's son is being groomed, he's going to be the next NXT champion. And so, uh, and he's he his moves is. Crisp. You mean Rick Steiner's son because he looks exactly like Scott, but he he's... looks just like Scott. He looks just like Scott. Exactly like and, Scott. But he, and you know the crazy thing about it is he did. They can't. They are not allowed to call him. From from the from what I heard from website, they are not allowed to call him um, or refer to him as Rick Steiner's son. And the crazy thing about it, they can't do the Steiner line because I want to hear Jim Ross say Steiner line, <laughs> and he do the Steiner line just like him. It's it's genetic, yeah. you know. It's, it's, he can do the Steiner line just like like his like his father, and they can't call him. They can't call it a Steiner line because that's what it is. It's a Steiner line. You know, it's exactly. not a cool a Steiner line. Um, so Did yeah. the article say why they're refusing to acknowledge him? As... Yeah, because um, they want to, it's IP, intellectual property. So yeah, they want to be able to to um, 
to trademark it and make him what I start under that name, under their own. The thing about the IP, and, I, and I've done, you know, intellectual property law um, a bit. The thing about IP, you know, that's great for their shirts and socks and all the things that they mention when they file for trademarks. But it seems like the issue with WWE is the idea of viewers and the people, the networks paying them a ton of money looking over and seeing the buzz about AEW. So I almost think what's more important than the t-shirt sales is going to be, man, people tuning in to see Rick Steiner's son and hear Steiner line and all of that. I think that's actually more valuable right now. I mean, if he looks like a Steiner, he walks like a Steiner, dude moves like a Steiner. Where's the tights? Right. He they're gonna change him. They might tell him to change. It depends on next week if they tell him if you see him come out there with something totally different, then then you'll you'll know. But you know, right now, I would if it was me, I wouldn't have brought him out there in in the Steiner um attire. You know, yeah. they should have brought him out something different. If you're you gonna know. call him Braun Break Braun Breaker, right. don't dress him like a Steiner brother. Exactly. Right. So that they could have done that totally different, dressed them totally different. But then he, he would have looked like Big Papa Punk. So, <laughs> <laughs> so it would have been, you know, he's doing belly to belly suplexes. He's doing innovative moves like the Steiner brothers. Like it's in his, it's, it's in his blood, it's in his DNA. He does it just like, 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 like them. So he was, he was trained really well by his pops. I mean, to be honest. Yeah, you know, those brothers, I know Rick is the older, Scott's the younger. They're like a year apart. They're not mm -hmm. even, it's not like they're three years apart or five. So they're identical in a lot of ways. But let me ask you a question. Because when they first, when the Steiner brothers came out, right, they started yeah. doing so many crazy moves, like the Tilted World Backbreaker, the Frankensteiner. The, the the belly to back, the belly to back suplex, the, the you know, the, 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 the 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 reverse D, the DDT off the top rope when they started doing all these where did they get learn these moves from because you're a little bit older than me so well, tilt a world tilt a world I never saw before ever um, yeah I mean they say the I'm sure Conan would say like we know that the the Stein the first time I ever saw the Frankensteiner was from Scott Steiner but looking back we now know that you know Mexico lucha libre maybe the tilt to world slam too it it looks like a lucha libre move mm -hmm. but um it's also a wrestling move i've seen wrestlers do things that look like that in amateur matches like actually amateur wrestlers in you in mixed martial arts who are up against somebody who's not a good wrestler i've seen them like throw people in the air like a pizza you know um but there was nothing like them i remember we talked about you know, there was that time in the 90s where WCW had a poster and it was the Steiner Brothers, Sting and Luger. And those four were just so much cooler than anything you could put on the WWF poster at that time, you know. Um, but the tights and everything, yeah, they were so innovative. And for Scott Steiner to do what he did in his size, very impressive. 
Yeah, I mean, nothing was like that. It's Frankenstein. And he throw him to the rope. He jumps up in the air, flips it, and then do it with the, the Frankenstein with authority. Like, and, and your favorite, like you said, the Steiner line. I mean, this was WCW. So you, they made their clothesline bigger than a lariat, more, mm -hmm. more popular. It was like a clothesline, but the fans went crazy and meant more when it was them. Like, that's magic. Yeah, that's the Steiner brothers. And I'm surprised they're not in the WWE Hall of Fame. I guess, uh, you know, when do you think it goes back to Scott talking to shouting at Hulk Hogan's girlfriend or something like that or wife? I mean, at the airport they, they on the way to the to Hall be, of Fame, they deserve to be in the Hall of Fame. They have a great one of the greatest tag team. They top five. Top you're, five. You're so right. When you're talking about the greatest tag team, I mean, there are people who just will always have the Road Warriors, you know. But it's really hard to say anybody. And then there are people who always have the Rock and Roll Express. And right. but on it's hard. It's hard to put people above the Steiner Brothers. So who would you yeah. have your top five tag teams of all time? Yeah, and yeah, your opinion. Like you. favorites, or who do I think were the best? The best. That would be Road Warriors, Steiner Brothers. Um, those two are huge. Um, Islanders. I hated them because they seemed unbeatable. Mm -hmm. That's quite a reason to hate a tag team. Right. Not because they're annoying, but because you know you're a fan of the British Bulldogs and you don't think that they can beat the Islanders as right. a kid. Mm -hmm. Those three, I can't, you know, and I'd always put the Von Erichs, Kevin and Carrie as a fan growing up and the Rock and Roll Express to me. And that may be more from my heart, but to me, that was tag team wrestling. What about you? See, me, I would go with uh, with me at Demolition, Heart Foundation, mm -hmm. Steiner Brothers. Uh, you could go the Midnight Express. Mm. And uh, you can go, you go, you can go, you can go with the Road Warriors as well. So I would say that 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 team. It's hard because it's so many. I left out the British Bulldogs. I forgot I about the Midnight Express. Yeah, Midnight Express. The Midnight Express is good. I mean, the Stan Lane and uh, and Bobby Eaton version was was my favorite. That version. Yeah, yeah. That was my. I, that was my one right there. You know, and then in global wrestling, I love the Beach Boy and the Beach Bully, and like these different the Dirty Davis brothers, and there's so many. But you know, the Powers of Pain. When they came out, they seemed like the perfect tag team. And I think what hurts them is the idea that they were stupid. <laughs> right. No, no, no. They just seemed kind of brainless. You know, they were these monsters. You know? Right. I mean, yeah, the powers of pain. Um, also, you, 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 um, you know, I'm missing the Rock and Roll Express. Um, then I'm missing the British Bulldogs, you know, as well. Um, yeah. More than they, um, you know. You know, the New Days is up there, it, it, you know, as a tag team later, 20 years from now, you're going to say the New Day. And back in the know. day when when you really had not as many, like, committed tag teams, mm -hmm. Bruno San Martino and Pedro Morales were a team. What a team. <laughs> right. The no, world champion in the Intercontinental, you know, the Intercontinental. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So, yeah, there's a lot of tag teams that, you know, tag team wrestling, especially back then, the Brain, the brain Busters, Arn Anderson and, and Tully Blanchard. You could go the Strike Force, 
know, <laughs> you, you know, you can go strike yeah. force, force was good. You know, um, you know, all but you, hard you, to you, put anybody over the Steiners. You know, there's right. an argument for this because they were strong too. You know, this, they was just the move set. They was doing tombstone power drivers, <sighs> tilt the world back breakers. Double oh, underhook tombstone pile drivers. Right. Sit down. Butter, butterfly suplexes. Like so mm-hmm. different versions of suplexes. I, you know, like T- Taz got ver- different versions of suplexes too that no one else has done, but the Steiners does suplexes like no other. And they was, and then cap it off with the Steiner line and then, then the Frankensteiner. And then, you know, it's, you know, it's, you know, I don't, that's why I say they should deserve to be in the WWE Hall of Fame. You know, hundred percent. But, but um, SmackDown, um, yep, Apollo's back. You saw Apollo. Yeah. He, he got yeah. General Aziz. General Aziz is causing havoc on on SmackDown <laughs> when uh, after Naka Boogs, Rick Boogs beat um Bobby Roode. You know, he's celebrating with Pat McAfee, and here come a General Aziz says, you know, no. No, no more dancing with Pat McAfee. He tired of this. The, general, the commander, he throws him in the ring. They start beating up Boogs and Nakamura. And I guess he, he he wants his title. He wants a rematch. What's your thoughts on this? He Power hasn't won a match in so long, man. Yeah, and I don't know if he'll win this one. You know, we love him. He's must-see TV. And, and Commander Aziz, the two of them together. And... Shinsuke, you gave him the crown, then you gave him the belt. And I just feel like you could give him the world title. It won't really help. I mean, it's, and Boogs, I mean, if you took Boogs away from Nakamura, that would hurt Nakamura more than it would hurt Boogs. And, I, and I'm a fan of Shinsuke. But so I think I'm just happy to see um, Apollo and Aziz. I'll, I just want to see them do anything. We can't even ask for them to to win again because it just doesn't look like that's what the people in charge want. So I'll take what I can get. So what did you think of SmackDown? You know, they opened up with um, the bloodline and then Biggie comes out, you know, like he said, giving everybody fives, um, jumping around joyous and getting you deserve it and whatever. Roman laughs at him, you know. <laughs> Um, and then Finn is here. Finn is coming out. And then Finn, they ended up having a tag team match between Finn Balor and Big E are certainly friends now. That was and, a good match. And against the Usos. So what was your thoughts on, you know, that? I really like the match. Um, Roman Reigns, you know, there was the death of um, the great actor from The Wire recently. Was it Michael K. Williams? Yes. And Roman Reigns reminds me so much of Marlo on The Wire. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, quiet, but you better not lie to him because he knows you're lying. Um, you know, so I, I liked SmackDown. I liked it. I thought Finn Balor grows on me more and more each time. Um, that was a really fun match to watch. Yeah, the big against and um, Finn beat the the, um, the Usos. You know, um, so um, 
So what did you think about um, Bianca Belair homecoming? They had Kane, corporate Kane came out. They did. And, and Becky Lynch, what do you think about Becky Lynch's new um, st- style? A new um, it's, look. It's kind of this, she's, it's the Seth Rollins style. I guess they go shopping together. Oh, well, they mm-hmm. married. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, that was strange, the homecoming, because she laid out Bianca kind of fair and square. Mm-hmm. Um, in, a really yeah. in a hometown. Yeah. Right. She didn't jump her from behind. She just laid her out. Well, she is the man. She is. I think when she came back, they should have just had more of the Becky, the the fan favorite, more before they decided to let her expand her creative abilities by being a bad guy. Um, because I think that's kind of over now. Um, but Bianca, I had no idea she was such a great athlete in college. Going to like a Division One school. So... I know Ric Flair was excited about the idea of Charlotte and Bianca having matches because they were both Division I athletes. Um, but yeah, it was a surprise to see that. But, you know, I was I really liked SmackDown. I thought it was fire, as the kids say. Right. Okay. Did you like it? Yeah, I thought it was good. It was a good show. Um, what? Speaking of, what, did you see Dark Side of the Ring? Oh, the um, the Playing flight from, from hell? hell. Yeah, I haven't yet. I haven't okay. yet. So when Did you see you? that, let me know. Yeah, I saw it, and it's it's a lot of backlash from that. Speaking of there is Nature Boy. Tommy Dreamer. <laughs> Out of all the people, I wouldn't have thought Tommy Dreamer suffers the most. But yeah, they holding up. I heard um, Flair his his commercials have been put on pause, and um, then um, uh, AEW. You know, he's supposed to have been. If you looked at his um YouTube account. He's in AEW, talk doing stuff with Marco Stunt with all the guys, that. right? He's doing it with all the guys. Was. Yeah, it's like he's already a part of AEW already. He's backstage with them. Is he? It's like he hasn't been signed yet, um, but he's part of AEW. If you look at his his um account, his um YouTube account. So when you talk about maybe next time we we watch it, we'll talk about it. But there's a lot of stuff going on. Um, speaking on the AEW front, what do you think of Dynamite? CM Punk coming out, and um, you know he's doing commentary this week. What was your thoughts on Dynamite? Oh, I really like Dynamite. Um, Taz coming out. You're trying to steal my job. You're trying to take my job. That was that was hilarious. I love the CM Punk team Taz thing. If, if this was WWE, they wouldn't give. They wouldn't put Taz quote-unquote, on the level with CM Punk. Um, but as wrestling fans, we want to see that. And Taz is amazing. And Hobbs against Punk would be great. I know we miss... I know Hobbs and um, Machine were such a great tag team the few times we saw them. That was incredible. But I, I really like Dynamite. Sometimes I'm beginning to confuse Dynamite with Rampage. What was the main event for Dynamite? So, um, yeah, because sometimes it's taped. So let's just go through it real quick. Um, you know, Adam Cole made his um, in-ring debut against none other than the Elite Hunter. Why would you want <laughs> yeah. to choose a hunter? The moment the when the Elite Hunter did a move, goes on the outside and says, 
this is still my house. It is. It is his house. It's not his house. <laughs> who's going You're to the biggest fan. You're the biggest fan I'm of the You know what's you know what's you know what's funny is that is you know what's funny is that what? he the elite hunter, he can he can he can be a superstar. You know, I think for and for um for WWE, he can be a superstar. In my opinion. Yeah. He got yeah, the look. He's, he has the move set. So I think so. He can do it. His greatest match, I think, was his match against Kurt Angle in Impact when Ang- TNA, when Angle first was there. Mm-hmm. He can do a lot of things, but this elite hunter, he should be wearing an Elmer Fudd hat because <laughs> <laughs> he's not the best hunter right now. But that was a really good match. Yes. And, and Christian, his comments about Adam Cole. If I wish he had said that in front of the fans, the reaction would have been insane. Yes. So how Adam Cole looked to you? He looked really good, and and I'm so glad he left WWE because if they were going to make him, the the rumor is he was going to be Keith Lee's mouthpiece, mm-hmm. and they were going to change his name because Cole they went, didn't want him to have the same name as Michael Cole. To not have fans yell Adam Cole baby, that's insane. Oh. <laughs> that would, he did the right thing. And I love, and again, he's he's a big name, but he's his target is Lucha Express and and um, Christian Cage, of course, who regained who kept his title mm. in his match against Ace Austin, which surprised me. But it's but do you know who Christian Cage is gonna fight Josh Alexander next? Walking weapon. Oh, oh, okay. That match is going to be amazing. But um, yeah, I really like Dynamite. What's your thoughts with Dan? What's your thought of Dan Lambert? Dan Lambert is like the greatest hill announcer since Jesse Ventura. He is. Like, that's a great comparison, comparing him to Jesse Ventura. Um, I think his work on Impact from before, when he was in a major storyline with Bobby Lashley, because Lashley was training with him. That was some. That was the best thing I saw that year in any wrestling company. Dan Lambert and also Colby Covington, who I don't think you can have on TV now in AEW because of his Donald Trump comments and his anti-liberal everything comments. Um, even though I'm sure a lot of people there share it, mm-hmm. but that was some of the best stuff I'd seen. And Lashley did amazing with that. So Dan Lambert. The thing is, though. We love when Ethan Page talks, right? Is Dan Lambert with the right people? Do they need Dan Lambert? That's a good question. I was thinking something like that. But Dan Lambert, you, do, I was going to ask you, do you think Dan Lambert makes the men of the year a better team? Because he helped for Scorpio. Scorpio's not a great talker. No, he's Dan not. Lambert. I don't think he makes them better. Because I want to hear them more. Because then when Ethan Page takes the mic, there's less time. And, you know, Dan Lambert, isn't it something we're fans of both of them, but we don't think they should be together? You know? Yeah, that's a fact. I mean, Ethan Page is can go solo. It's same, similar to CM Punk and Paul Heyman. Um, CM Punk didn't need anybody to talk for him. He could talk for but himself. that worked, didn't it? I wasn't a big fan of that, but do you think that worked? Yeah, it worked. And this could work too, I think. I mean, it's just that they, you know, they they calling out the inner circle and Jericho and um and um and Jake Hager came out, 
And um, so they, I guess there's a challenge of this, of dynamite of, of which is lined up to be a huge show. Um, this oh, yeah. Wednesday from off the ash stadium. Oh. Um, it's going to be a huge show, a huge show. And uh, so they're going to take on a minute of the year, which is going, which is a huge match. That's a, that's a, that's a huge match. And I think the minute of the year should win um, to go Me over. Too. Yeah, they that's should. Good. They, they, they needed a win because remember they went against Sting and Darby and they lost to Sting and Darby twice, I think. So, um, yeah, you're right. They need something. They need something. They need There's them. a they few need in AEW who need something. Like Layla Hirsch needs something. Mm-hmm. Um, we like, even though a lot of the fans don't seem to be respectful to us, we like um, Red Velvet. She's right. like a bulldog. She fights. She needs something. She needs Men something. of the Year definitely needs something. They need something. Um, it's Yeah, I totally agree. Uh, yeah, I'm with you there. So, yeah. Um so yeah, um, uh, what was your what was your thoughts on um, the um, the MJF promo? It was okay. It wasn't, you know. It's not. I'm still thinking when you say promos in AEW, I'm still thinking of Dan Lambert, and I think the right. reason he might not have more traction is I think he really is hurting those fans' feelings. <laughs> like I think they don't want to hear him say what he's saying because it it cuts deep. You know, um, yeah, MJF, I wasn't that, it wasn't as memorable as some of his other stuff. What do you think? Do you well, think yeah. it was uh, the, Yeah, there was, uh, it got to the point where, you know, Pillman Jr. come out. And, uh, they really like stuff. Pillman Jr., don't they? Yes, he's going to star, man. Tell you well, you like, I think he's great, you know, as a star. But if he's just in a wrestling match without much context, I don't think he really stands out yet. He's he's still young. He's still very young. I think he got a couple of years on him. Um, if AEW play their hands right, they will have some stars. They just they just don't need to bring the stars up too quick until they're ready to to go to strap the rocket ship to them so they can win, 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 and not lose so quickly. I think I they kind of messed that. That's when they kind of messed that up. With Jungle Boy, I think Jungle Boy is in the point where he is, you know, he can be here, can do something, but he done lost already a few matches. He done lost to Darby. He done mm-hmm. lost for the TNT title. He done lost to Kenny Omega for the World Heavyweight Championship. So he keep losing. And, yeah. and it's going to be a while where the the bloom is going to be off the flower. And yeah, because but Darby, they did that with Darby at one when he started losing to... um. To, to Cody a lot, but then Darby won the TNT title and had a good run with that. Him and Sting are like undefeated in tag team competition. Um, he did lose to CM Punk, but they had one of the best matches oh. and future matches, and yes. it has a lot to do with him, the way that they built him up the past year. So the anticipation for that match, and it was Darby. Darby don't lose that much. He lost to CM Punk, he, but he don't lose he much. He doesn't lose that much, but when you look at who he loses to, he he who he whom he beats and who he loses to are two totally different worlds he mm-hmm. doesn't beat superstars am i right so what do you say he's a job of the stars i i think they've done a great job of building him up without him actually beating top top guys 
Well, he beat Jungle Boy. So they obviously they, 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 they love him more. Than Jungle good Boy. for AEW, but he didn't beat Miro, of course. He did beat Brian Cage, but they don't use Brian Cage the same way they use Miro. So he lost to Miro. He lost to Punk. He lost to Jericho, right? I think so. that was in the beginning. Yeah, that's the beginning. He lost a lot during the beginning, but I'm talking about now. He's since he's a made man when when he beat Cody, he hasn't lost that much. I mean, he had the title, but the TNT title, and he had a good run with that. It was time for him to lose the belt um, yeah. to Mero because Mero they need to lost make it to Jungle Boy. Right. Right. I thought he should. Yes. 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 I agree. He should have lost to the Jungle Boy. I, but but you like Mero, the Redeemer, so that him beating. Miro wasn't the redeemer until he beat up until he beat won the TNT title, you know. No, he was. I don't even think he needed the whole redeemer thing. I mean, he's Miro, but mm-hmm. I I would have loved to see Jungle Boy win. And then if you have Miro, you know, destroy Jungle Boy like unfairly, like attacking him from behind, that'd be fine. I'd be okay with that. Jungle Boy just needed to have it at some point. They, you know, Jungle Jungle Boy needs to stay away from CM Punk and and um and Adam yeah. Cole. He needs to stay away from those people, those people, Daniel and Brian Danielson and Kenny Omega. He needs to stay away from those guys because he's not beating any of those guys right now. No. You know, or Malachi no. Black. Or no. Malachi Black right now. But Malachi Black is going to lose to Cody. <laughs> We're not looking forward to that. Cody in the red suit. Yeah, he's going, well, he's going to lose. I, I agree with something you said earlier about the way that they use the younger wrestlers. Like, it doesn't help to like push him up and then push him back down and say, oh, they'll be back up again. It didn't help with Private Party, I think. It's not helping with Jungle Boy. Mm-hmm. You know, Like, it's one thing when it's people we know, but when it's people you don't know, and then they do really well, and then they just kind of fade away. You know, you don't want to see that too much. I'm, I agree with you about the rose off, the bloom off the rose. You know? like, like- it's like Cage. It's like Brian Cage. When the last time we seen him? Him and Ricky Starks are in a feud, right? When are they going to have their 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 their, their match? Yeah, and and now it's going to be a really good match. And I love when Ricky makes fun of Brian Cage. He has no personality. You've been in this business for fifteen years. Nobody cares about you. Um, he makes fun of his sideburn motions. It's it's going to be great, but it's not getting what it deserves. So is um is Brian Cage going to win? Is he going over? Because they said like they setting up from from Dynamite when uh, when I think Hook and um, Powerhouse Hobbs they they put CM Punk through the table the announce table, so mm-hmm. I know CM Punk is going against Powerhouse Hobbs, you know on Rampage, um, but he ultimately wanted to challenge Ricky Starks. So yeah. do Cage beat Ricky Starks, uh, and. Punk goes into a fight with, into a, a program with Ricky Starks, because Ricky Starks not going to win that feud neither. <laughs> no, he's not, and and Hobbs isn't going to beat Punk if Hobbs can't beat Christian. He's not going to beat. CM no, he's Punk. not. Oh no, he's not. No, so, that's a good question. It's how, I think, AEW is like the stock market. When you're trying to predict what's going to happen, it's it's just so tectonic. You can't really tell, but I do you think Brian Cage and Christian Cage will team together ever? It's possible. Dan it's just interesting. Universe. They're both Cage. I'm just saying. Yes. 
Yeah. But Christian is so good. If he turned bad guy again, heel, but I don't like to use the wrestler terms because I'm not a wrestler, but if he became a bad guy, his mouth, I mean, remember him in WWF? Mm-hmm. He could he could tear people apart. He's great, you know. I mean, they usually utilizing him great on impact. Um, yeah. It makes it I mean, I'm not gonna. I'm gonna be very honest with you. It, it, the AEW influx give they because they have enough talent that they can lend to them. And Christian is known at Impact, so you know, I mean, he he hasn't been there in a while, but he's known there, and he can work with some of those guys there. Yeah, he already it, did his. Uh, he had his match. We saw the six man match, mm-hmm. which wasn't as good as we hoped it would be, right? It it was a little bit of a letdown on impact. It was a ten man. I'm sorry, ten man. Ten man tag. Um, but it was a lot of madman fault. <laughs> say that he was in the ring more than anybody. And but by the way, about impact, it's so funny because people, if you if, if anybody listening doesn't watch impact, you might think, well, what are the Good Brothers doing? They're just standing there behind Kenny Omega. <laughs> impact every week. They're being put through floors and tables, so I'm sure they're tired. <laughs> They need a day off when they're that's on an AEW. I mean, that's a, that's a that's a fact. That's a whole fact. Um, because they they need they it's it's the impact is a better show. I mean, to me, I I, I like the influx of the AEW talent, and they can continue to give people, you know, um, the more like they can give the Impact Champion could be one of the cages. It could be CM Punk. It could be a it could be a bunch of people they can put on impact to come in there and do a little three-month run there it would be great if punk was because you're right like him showing up there and braun Strowman is going there according to all reports and it's amazing you're gonna have a a impact will have moose w morrissey braun Strowman, madman fulton for those who watch impact and know who he is uh, the good brothers it's going to kind of remind me of that time, that weird time in wrestling when ECW had Mike Awesome as world champion and Pro Wrestling Illustrated or one of the newspaper, um, one of the magazines had a, the cover. It said, does ECW have the best world champion? Because he just looked bigger and could beat people up, you know? Right. Um, they're going to be the super heavyweight company. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's better than it was um, a couple of months ago. I, oh, you mean when Rich Swan would come out dancing before every match with the goggles? Right, it was just way better. I didn't like. I don't like the. Um, I saw Hikaleu and um, and um, Chris Bay. Yeah. Um, so, um, you know, I'm not. You know, <laughs> Bullet Club man, they've seen better days. Yeah, um, they have, and I'm not a huge Finn Juice fan either. Right. I just feel like. Can you imagine, like, you're like, let's say you're going to go to an event and you're like, New Japan wrestlers are there. And it's like Bing Juice and Robbie Eagles. It's not mm-hmm. what you're expecting, you know? Right. You know, but, you know, we'll, um, we'll see. We'll see. Hopefully it gets it gets better. Um, I mean, the main event was for Impact was uh, Brian Danielson with Tony Schiavone. And um, Kenny Omega comes out and he challenges Kenny Omega. Um, to a match at um, at the Off the Ass Stadium, Dynamite. Oh, you mean at, at uh, AEW? Yes. Yeah. So, um, yeah, for AEW. So, what was your thoughts on Brian Danielson um, 
challenging and Kenny Omega accepting this match and his non-title, correct? Yeah, well, I, they didn't say so. So we'll see what happens with that. But I'm assuming it is. But it should be title match if you're in Arthur Ashe Stadium, you know. Um, I think it's it really lends itself to Brian Danielson is there to have the best matches against the best people. And I like that. You know, you don't need to build story. He's just coming out and saying, they say you're the best. Well, I think I'm better. Let's wrestle. And I think that's amazing. I think that's a great thing. So who wins? Brian Danielson. Who do you think? Title or non-title match? Both. What's your, and if you're, what's your thoughts on him winning the title in his first match? It's it's fine, and he could lose it if they if they don't want him to keep it. If they can, you know, have them all jump him or whatever they want to do. But I think I think um, you know there are things that we missed. We missed, you know, WWF and Shea Stadium, right? Mm-hmm. Like Bruno and Larry, or um, Hulk and Andre at Shea Stadium on the undercard for that. When Hulk was, I guess, Sterling Silver still or something, Golden Sterling. But it's the kind of thing where, you know, maybe Kenny, if it's a great match, but I think it should be Brian Danielson. Daniel, yeah, Brian Danielson. What do you think? I'm not sure, man. I'm not sure. Maybe can they do um, like a Class of the Champions 1 type of deal where um, go to like a draw or something like that? You're right. That's That's one of the greatest draws of all time, isn't it? Sting and for people don't know that Sting versus Nature Boy Ric Flair at Clash of Champions won, and they said yeah, that the fans that Sting didn't lose, lost. right? Right. And, yep. And Sting had him, but the clock ran out, so they could do something like that. Um, I remember that the, the no the mo- of the judges, the one who was like a playmate or a model, Miss Miss whatever. She uh, her vote went to Ric Flair. <laughs> <laughs> So what was your thoughts on Rampage? I mean, bro, the Redeemer well, against um, Fuego, was his name? Yeah, they're really pushing Fuego del Sol, aren't they? And it didn't make sense with the car. I thought Miro was going to destroy the car. I think we're all hoping for that. Mm-hmm. It was going to be like when Raging Bull, Manny Fernandez destroyed um, Manuel Villalobos' car on Global <laughs> or whatever. Um, they're really pushing him. My only thoughts about the whole episode... Um, I think Sammy Guevara as a really nice good guy doesn't work as well. As well, what do you think? Uh no, I like the Sammy Guevara as the inner circle. Sammy Guevara, I mean the, the hill in the hill circle, the hills where he's out there singing "Judas is in my mind." Yeah. and can't hardly sing the song. I, no. I like that version of Sammy Guevara, um, but that's I'm a baby face. To be honest with you, uh, people started cheering him. Now he's a, but now he's a great guy. Like he's helping his friends, and he's. I don't. It doesn't work for me. Yes, yeah, it's, it's, it's you know. I, I mean, I don't know where his character is going. What is his character? That's the problem. That's the problem. And another thing I'll point out: I don't think um, the reaction for Brian Pillman Jr. wasn't as big as maybe I, I thought it was going to be. And he's still not known like that. He's still not dating. known. And I think the issue is 
let's talk about Brian Pillman Sr. for just a moment. And I'll just say this, and maybe you'll disagree with me, and this is apocryphal, and how dare I say this. He was loved by other wrestlers, right? They all love Brian Pillman. For fans, in WCW, he was a lightweight champion, and but we were all really excited to see Jushin Thunder Liger come and, and take the title from him. And he teamed with the Z-Man a few times. And yeah, he was the teammate of, of Stone Cold Steve Austin in the Hollywood Blondes. He was kind of like Steve was kind of the captain of the team. And then when he went to WWF, he was on crutches most of the time, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, so I don't think the fans look at Brian Pillman Jr. as the son of this, of, of this immortal legend the way the wrestlers do. That's just my opinion. I think, well, I mean, Dave, we will agree that the bridge boiler, David Boy Smith, is a is a legend, right? And fans get behind him as well. But David for his son, Harry Smith, they you know, is different as well. You're right. About that. Um, so was David Flair. I mean, second generation wrestlers is is kind of hard. Look at look at um Curtis Axel, you know. Um, oh, it hurts my hurts because he had the perfect name if they just gave it to him. He could have his real name is Joe. Mm -hmm. and he could have been Joe Perfect. <laughs> oh yes. They could have did that, but they didn't want to. Um, no. You know, look at Ted DiBiase Jr. I, um, he was good. He was good. I, yeah, he was, he good. was good. He was good. I enjoyed them. Cody and, and Ted DiBiase. Jr. I you, think you just mentioned one. If you didn't have AEW, what would the what would the legacy of Cody Rhodes have been? Cody was Cody. See what Cody did was he he got smart when he left. And that's when he started going to independent scenes and became a bigger star than what he was. Yes, he wasn't good in WWE. He he, he, wasn't. he was stardust. But see, the thing with people don't, this is the thing with this, is that with WWE, it it gives them a platform. It gives a lot of eyes to see you. Now, people are down on the ratings, like 1 million, 2 million people. But too many people, 2 million people are seeing you on a weekly basis. Yeah. So too many people know who you are. This this not a niche, but Ring of Honor don't have that many fans. Ring of mm. Honor don't have a million fans. You know, they don't. Um You're right. They, New Japan don't have a million fans. They don't have it. It's just that's why WWE, once you in WWE and you a star in WWE, that's why your price range goes up. You know, I, once you you're, up. you're right. You're right. And for people listening who might say you're wrong about saying that about New Japan, I just want to say. Every time we hear announcers say, this man is a legend in Japan, like they say, Jushin Liger can't walk down the street without being mobbed, or the great Muda is a national treasure. I know, I have friends from Japan, I'd always ask them and they'd say, who's that? <laughs> like, who live in Japan? And they'd say, I've never heard of that. And I'd say, no, wrestling. And they'd say, you mean sumo wrestling? And I'd say, no, pro wrestling. And they go, oh, okay. So I think you're right. <laughs> No, that's true. Um, to be fair, there's people out right here that don't know some of these wrestlers today in America. But but but, the, but it but, is different. WWF, WWE is bigger than everything else. Right. It's bigger than everything. It gives you a bigger platform and you can make your brand that way. And but like we said about Braun Breaker, right? So even though he looks only thing Braun Breaker, if he gets on WWE TV, Raw or SmackDown, 
and he gets a good five to six month run or a year run, he and he decide to leave, he can always use that Re- the Rex Steiner name, he, and it's going his that is going to be better than like he goes to AEW a year from now, two years from now, and use Rex Steiner, and, oh, and, yeah. and with, with Tony Giovanni and J- he's going to be bigger than where he was with the name. Who cares about Braun Breaker? Rex Steiner, like, oh, okay, that's you know, that name change is not gonna hurt him at all, at all. Using his real name, like some of the other people, like Daniel Bryan, we call him Brian Danielson. It's kind of hard to call him um, Daniel Brian Danielson. We so used to call him Daniel Bryan, but before we was calling him Brian Danielson, and then they started calling him Daniel Bryan. It was like hard to do that, right? Like, right. American Dragon, but now we got. <laughs> we didn't got trained to call him Daniel Bryan. And when, first, and when he was in WWE when he first joined, remember they put him with Miz? Yeah. And they had the real arguments about Daniel Bryan saying, like, in real life, what can I learn from the Miz? And it became like a part of their storyline. <laughs> this sounds ridiculous. I thought they should have put him with Kelly Kelly, and his name should have been Brian Bryan. <laughs> b-r-i-a-n and his last name b-r-y-a-n and then when he won the title it'd be like hey i'm brian the world champion is brian let me ask you a question yeah kelly kelly was the one that used to strip on eight um on ecw right yeah and 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 mike knox used to come out and cover up right yeah (laughs) um so what do you do the um overall for the rampage um show the main event and all that. I thought it was okay. I mean, Rampage, it's hard to criticize a show that's an hour because you don't feel like, like you just feel like it, it moves really well. I, I liked Rampage. Was Jade Cargill on Rampage or was that on Dynamite? She was on Dynamite and she defeated um, your girl, your girl um, Layla Hirsch. She did. And by the way, I just want to say what that was a good match and what I love, and I it's fine. Disco Inferno is a big fan of 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 Jade Cargill, and oh, yeah. they all thought she should have won the Battle Royal. She looks like a million dollars there. She does. Yeah, she should. She should. One of the things I love about Jade Cargill is when Layla Hirsch would get her down. Jade Cargill looked and moved like a a great athlete trying to figure out how to get out of that. Like she wasn't trying to figure out the chain wrestling moves and. Like she was just, she looked like a, a great athlete against a, a better wrestler. And she's just using her skill and her mind to get out of things. And so I love watching her. So I give it a thumbs up. I, I can't hate on it. What Did was you the like best? that? Yeah, I thought it was cool. What was, what was the best match of the week for you? I'd, I'd, to me, I'm going to say... I'm actually going to say the best match of the week. I was hoping it would have been the 10 man impact match on paper. That looked phenomenal. It wasn't, I'm sorry. It just wasn't the best match of the week for me was the Finn Balor and Big E against the um, Usos. Okay. What about you? uh, I like the, the Randy Orton and Bobby Lashley match. I thought that was pretty good. Okay, yeah, that was a good one. Yeah. What's the best show of the week for you? Oh. It's 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 close between 
SmackDown and Dynamite. I might say, I'll say, I'll say Dynamite. I tell you what, when we first started, um, Raw is getting better and better each and every week, man. Yeah. It's not bad as it was. It's getting better and better every every week, man. So yeah, are you gonna say raw? I'm gonna say I'm gonna say raw. I'm gonna say raw is the best. Well, here's what when when you asked me to be a guest on your show, and I hadn't watched raw in a long time, and all I heard was people saying how bad it was. I never when I started watching, I didn't think it was that bad. And like you said, it's getting better and better. It certainly was the biggest headline of the week. That's for sure. Definitely, definitely, definitely. So I'm going to do something called Rapid Fire. I'm going to ask you um, the matches for um, this, the the offer as Shadium. What are they Ooh. calling it? What are they calling it? Um, Dynamite at the uh, what? Oh, I didn't know. I don't know. Stadium. It's getting, it's, it's, people can't wait for that more than Extreme Rules. Right. So let's, let's just run through it real quick. So Sting and Darby Allen versus FTR. Who do you think going to win? FTR. All right, we got uh I'm sorry, do you, what do you think? Sting has no. to win, right? Yeah, Sting's gonna I, I, I don't know. FTR's losing a lot. Yes, they are. They need to win. Um The Midnight Jake Express H- is gonna want their tights back because that's not- <laughs> <laughs> uh Jake Hagan and, and Jericho versus uh the men of the year. Hager and Jericho. But you think it's gonna be men of the year? I think it's gonna be the men of the year. Brian Pillman Jr. versus MJF. MJF. They're not going to take away a chance to elevate him more and then at the Arthur Ashe Stadium. Malachi Black. What do you think, by the way? I think it's going to be MJF. MJF is not losing. Malachi Black versus Cody. (laughs) Oh, poor Malachi. I think I think we know it's going to be Cody. Cody's going to get his hand raised in in Arthur Ashe Stadium. Yeah, Adam Brandy Cole. will not let him lose that match. <laughs> uh, it's going to be Adam Cole and the Young Bucks versus um, <clears throat> Jurassic Expression and Christian Cage. Yeah, I don't. I I can't pick against the Super Click. What about you? I, I think um, oh but you're right I, on the other side is Jungle Boy who do, who do they want their hand raised in Arthur Ashe that's Adam Cole's second match I don't think I don't know I'm going with uh, the super click and uh, what about CM Punk versus Powerhouse Hobbs CM Punk first Punk. match on free TV yeah Punk and um uh, uh, I'd love to see him team up with him. I'd love to see that they're like superheroes, you know, like Hobbs. It even sounds like a superhero name, you know. Right. But. This is a match to get the New Japan people hype. Uh, Minoru Suzuki and uh, Lance Archer taking on John Moxley and Eddie Kingston. Who do you think will win that one? In New York, Eddie Kingston's not losing. At, um, what do you think? What do you think? I'm not sure. I think Suzuki's gonna win. I hope he, he wins. Has, he needs to he win. To win. He's a legend. Right? He's. I mean, his. Now they have him in Game Changer against Nick Gage. That's his next match. He's doing one of those hardcore matches. Yeah, death matches. Unfortunately, I hope it's not a death. I hope it's just a hard hitting match. But yeah, he's in Game Changer challenging Nick Gage. Yeah. Oh boy. 
I know, poor guy. But he's a tough guy, man. Maybe he said he was scared to chew. So maybe. Uh, yeah, but I mean, if you're going to drop a chandelier on his head, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what? A, okay, so what about um, Daniel? Is we there- are, um, we're going to go Daniel Bryan and um, AEW and um, the AEW World Champion Kenny Omega. I'm going Daniel Bryan. Where are you going? I'm going Kenny Omega. I'm, I, I'm going. I don't know if it's non-title. Daniel Bryan going to win. I don't see Daniel Bryan losing. But then again, I don't see CM. I don't see. Um, I don't see Kenny Omega losing right now neither. But I don't know. Is Britt Baker on the card? Oh yeah, I'm getting to that next. My favorite. Girl. Oh, your favorite, of course. She's yeah. the man. Last but not least, my girl Britt Baker, DMD, <laughs> taking on Ruby Riot for the AEW Women's Champion. I'm gonna go Ruby Riot, Ruby Soho, yeah, Riot, same thing. I said I call her Ruby Riot or Ruby Soho. Yeah, you call her. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I Ruby got Riot's it. a better name. I'm saying it's what we used to because the WWF they they they, <laughs> they did good with that name. They don't always do good with names. That was a good one. Right. I'm going with DMD, of course. Yeah, I mean you're right because at the end of the day, like this is a big moment. This is New York, Arthur Ashe. Whose hands do they want raised? Britt Baker. Um, do you think Kenny? Probably Kenny Omega, right? Um, but I think Daniel Bryan's gonna. Win. I don't think Kenny. I don't think. Dan, I don't think Daniel Bryan is gonna. I don't think Kenny Omega is gonna win cleanly. I don't think Brian Bryan is gonna lose. So I, I don't know. But but Jungle Boy is an interesting one, right? That's an interesting one. I, I, I'm not sure. I mean, yeah, Jungle Boy is interesting. It's going to be an interesting show. But let me ask you this. What do you think about them doing four hours of it, right? Whoever picked for that ticket is going to get a lot of got a lot oh. for their money. And that's I a nice place, by the way. Right. Oh, so it's going right. to be it's going to be a, a lot. They want a lot for their money. But, but this is the big thing. They're taping two hours for Dynamite, and then the other two hours are going to be a rampage. So that means we're going to have spoilers. Yeah, I don't I don't like how they I sometimes I feel like and forgive me, Raja.com if you're listening. They did this with impact. You know, they they talk all you know, they do a lot of stories about WWE. And then with impact, they would give the results of their next month's tapings, like a whole month of tapings, including title changes. I don't I don't like the spoilers being posted. That's just me. Don't go on. You're right. I, I, that's what I do. Like when I like that site. I like Raja.com. I have to go right. on. No, I know. I have my sources as well. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, but um, that's what I normally do. Like during the Royal Rumble or SummerSlam or WrestleMania, I do not go on any type of internet. That's smart. I don't look at my Twitter. I don't look at nothing. I just want to watch the show and be surprised. We like, need the slammer back. He never gave spoilers like that. Oh, I did. His gremlins, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He did. So, you know, I don't know. So overall, it's gonna it look like it's gonna be a great show. Um, we'll it's see. AEW in a span of like what, like um 30 days has come up with two can't miss shows for wrestling fans. Yes. Seeing punk, and now this you can't miss it if you're a wrestling fan. Yes. Yes, you know, absolutely right. So all out. So I'm expecting it might be. 
uh, the only problem is this. If the, what they should have did was went to TNT and say, can we have something com- limited commercials? Oh, please. You're right. Oh, I forgot about picture in picture, the restaurant quality. No. Right. <laughs> so that's the only thing. Um, I don't see a lot of matches going into um, going into doing one segment, so to speak. I see a lot of matches being in two segments, seven minute matches or so, seven to 14 minute matches. So, I mean, we'll see. We'll see how it works out, you know? I, that's a great point. I didn't even think about that because you and I both said, you, I mean, you said it and I agree. We would have, I almost would have rather have paid to see commercial free blood and guts mm-hmm. than what we saw with the commercials. It took away a lot, but well, we're going to see, um, or, I mean, listen, you, you, when you get stuff for free, AEW's giving you a lot for you. Oh, they but, are. Yeah. But at the same time, WWF used to do that too. They used to give us the main event on Fridays. Remember, with something that never would never be broken, the, the Andre and Hogan rematch, which broke 15 million fans, wrestling fans watched. 15 million people watched that wrestling show. Yeah. That would never that be. With the, with the referee twin brothers, yeah. the Heavens? Yes, uh, that would never be that was broken. A weird night. That was a very weird night. <laughs> they gave us that. Right. They gave Saturday us Saturday night main event. Unfortunately speaking, it was one of their best things they've ever done. Yes, it gives you that good old feeling on a Saturday night, and it and a lot of people watched it. And, and tonight's uh, the draft, by the way. I almost forgot. I'm sorry. Tonight's huh? the draft, right? No, it's the first. Oh, never mind. The first. You were saying, yeah, it gave you that good feeling. Yeah, like it was Monday Night Football, you know. Exactly. So, yeah, so we're going to see AEW give us a lot. We're going to see. Hopefully, it's a great show. There's one thing they may take over WWE. They might not get like those two million viewers. They might become the premier live event wrestling business, Mm -hmm. which is what WWE always hung their hat on, you know. But. No, that's a fact. That's a fact, man. That's a fact. So you excited to watch it? Excited. Oh, beyond excited. Beyond excited. So we'll definitely talk about it next time. Next Thank time. you so much, big man, for joining us today. No, thanks for having me, Brooklyn Mahler. This was, this was a fun one. They all are, but this one has a special crackle because we're talking about some big things coming up. Yes. So we'll see you guys next week. This has been the State of Wrestling, the Power Driver Report. We'll see you guys next week. Thank you for joining us for this edition of the State of Wrestling, the Power Driver Report. Please join us next week for the next edition.